Jnana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurin Mildi Tanyena Trust my sweet Gurudev Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Gadadhara Sri Vasadigo Bhakta Vrinda Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadha Sri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Jaya Baladev Jaya Subhadra Jaya Baladev Jaya Subhadra Jagannath Swami Nayana Patagami Nayana Patagami Bhavatune Jagannath Swami Nayana Patagami Nayana Patagami Bhavatune Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hare Hare Govinda 
I recite this mantra before every preaching engagement because Lord Chaitanya says that this mantra should be worn around the neck for constant remembrance. In my opinion, this mantra is the key to success in spiritual life. I have to always think of myself lower than a blade of grass, lower than the straw in the street. And I have to be more tolerant than the tree, the tree who suffers the blistering winds, the tree that suffers the scorching heat, or here in California, forest fires. And Lord Chaitanya explains that the tree is so tolerant that even its drying up and dying for lack of water, it does not protest, it tolerates. And the next thing, I must give all respects to all living entities, especially devotees. And the last item, I have not to be concerned how others think of me or how they treat me, doesn't matter. This four points is the key to success for spiritual life because the whole goal is Kirtaniya Sada Hari always to be hearing and chanting the holy name of God. Harenama, Harenama, Harenama the Kivalam, Kalo Naskeva, Naskeva, Naskeva Gatiranyata. All glories to the Bhagavad Gita class of Cologne. I am so, so proud of all of you. Encouraged to see. Most of you have your screen turned on so I can see your lotus-like devotee face. Those who have not, I beg you to please let me see you. Please. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. And now I will turn it over. Oh, I have to do something. I have to make Sri Lesh a host. And now we will hear from our fearless leader, Sri Lesh. Om Namah Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namah Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we are in the midst of chapter 4, which Prabhupada entitles Transcendental Knowledge. Knowledge beyond the three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. There is a name of God known as Adhokshaja. It's one of my favorite names, Adhokshaja. Adhokshaja means that God is that entity who is beyond the scope of the material mind and senses to comprehend independently. 
In other words, with material senses, you cannot contact or see God. We will learn throughout this Bhagavad Gita that if you want to see God, the process is bhakti. To know God, the process is bhakti. And what to speak of if you want to return back to the kingdom of God, the process has to be bhakti. And that is the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita. Even though we're in chapter 4, I'm giving you the conclusion. Manmana bhava madbhakto madhyaji maam namaskuru maame vaishyasi satyante pratijani priyosime Krishna says, always think of me, become my devotee, worship me, offer your obeisances, your prayers, your uh, humility, bow down before Krishna. If we do these four things, we are engaging in bhakti yoga. You are doing the first item, shravanam. When Prahlad Maharaj was questioned by his father Hiranyakashipu, what was the best thing that he learned in school? And Prahlad said, oh, in that school, I'm not learning anything, my dear father. The best thing I know is what I learned from my spiritual master in the womb of my mother. Narada Muni taught me that best education, uktamam, the topmost transcendental. And what is that? Shravanakirtana, smarana vandana, padasevana dasyare. Pujana Sakijanatma Nivedana The nine processes. And Lord Chaitanya teaches the first two. The first two aren't the essential. Without the first two, you can't do the other seven. Hearing and chanting is the foundation. If you want to build a house, you must have a solid foundation. My father... He built his own house. He had a construction company lay the foundation and then he built the rest of the house. So that foundation is essential. So the foundation of bhakti is this hearing and chanting. Therefore, this class is muy importante, very, very, very important for our spiritual development. We learned in our last class that Krishna originally spoke Bhagavad Gita to the sun god millions of years prior to his speaking to Arjuna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. And Krishna had said that it appeared to him that the disciplic succession was broken. Therefore, he was starting a new disciplic succession with Arjuna as the first recipient. And then Arjuna, oh, and we also learned the two qualifications for understanding Bhagavad Gita. I hope you remember those two. 
Bhaktosime Sakacheti. The only two qualifications necessary for understanding Bhagavad Gita is that you are Krishna's devotee and you are Krishna's friend. You have those two qualifications, you will easily understand Bhagavad Gita. But if I'm not a devotee and I'm not friendly to Krishna, Bhagavad Gita will be a puzzle. It'll be confusing. And then we also learned Krishna's transcendental position. How, uh, although he had appeared many, many times in the past, as well as Arjuna, Krishna could remember all of his previous quote-unquote births, whereas Arjuna could not. But Krishna could remember every one of them. And how Krishna comes... Why does Krishna come? Why does Krishna descend, avatar? Why does he descend from the spiritual world down to this earth planet? And he gave several reasons. He comes because real religion, true religion, is being lost. It is dwindling. Dharamasya glani. There are discrepancies. In real religion. Real religion? Love of God. That's real religion. Love of God. Not Hindu, Christian, Muslim, Jew. No. The real religion? Love of God. Obedience to God. And Krishna comes in order to uh, do away with irreligion. Stamp it out. Wipe it out. Just like right now the whole world is praying Let's wipe out this coronavirus. We have to wipe it out. So, irreligion is like a virus and Krishna comes to wipe it out. And then Krishna comes for two more reasons. To give protection to the devotees and to annihilate the miscreants. So now in this next section, verses 9 through 15, which I entitle... How to achieve perfection. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Verse number nine, if you're following along, I'm glad to see that Deepak has joined us. Deepak, turn on your camera so I can see your nice lotus eyes. So, those of you who are following along, like Chakrat, he has his book and he's following along. This ninth verse is one of the most prominent verses out of the 700 shlokas of Bhagavad Gita. Of what, if any verse you want to memorize, this verse nine, I highly recommend. Janma karma chame divyam. Evang yo veti tatvata, jyaktva dehang purnarjanma, naiti mameti sorajuna. So the first line, janma karma chame divyam. Krishna is saying, my so-called birth and my activities that I display when I descend are all divyam, transcendental. 
So one way to memorize and understand this Sanskrit word divyam. In English we have the word divine. So divyam means divine or transcendental. So Krishna is saying all of his activities, his karma and his so-called birth is transcendental divine. And that's very important if you want to read the Dashamaskanda of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the 90 chapters which describe Krishna's karma beginning with his janma. 90 chapters, Shukadeva Goswami explains this first line, janma karma chame divyam. But if you do not understand that his birth and activities or transcend, are transcendental, you might become confused because it appears that Krishna does contradictory things throughout his different pastimes. But if you understood this verse, Krishna is saying, my birth, my activities are divine, transcendental. There is no sin. There is no material contamination. Whatever Krishna does is always transcendental and divine. Evang yoveti tattvataha. Next line, Krishna is saying that you have to understand my birth and activities in truth, not according to mental speculation, not according to sentimentality. This word tattvataha, scientifically. And how do you learn this Krishna birth and activity scientifically? I've already explained. Guru, Sadhu, Shastra. You have to have a spiritual master who will explain. You have to follow the religious scriptures such as Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam. And you have to hear from the previous Acharyas and present Acharyas who also help to explain. That is how you understand things in truth. Scientifically. Now the next two lines. Chyaktva dehang punar janma naiti mam eti sorajuna. Krishna is saying, simply if you are able to understand factually that my birth and activities are all divine, transcendental, after this life you are not coming back to this material world. You are going to go to the kingdom of God just for understanding Krishna's birth and activities properly. Do you see how much benefit there is in studying Bhagavad Gita and studying Srimad Bhagavatam? Just understanding it. If you just understand it the way Prabhupada is giving to us, Prabhupada in his books is spoon-feeding us like we're babies. When you, I see some of the children are here. So parents, when they were little babies, sometimes you would spoon-feed them because they could not feed themselves. You had to spoon-feed them. Prabhupada's purports are spoon-feeding us the scientific understanding of Gita and Bhagavatam. And if you take this, 
you're not going to come back to this material world. You're going to go to the kingdom of God. Let's go to text number 10. Ditaragabhayakroda manmaya maam upasrita bahavogyana tapasa putamad babam agata being freed from attachment, fear, and anger, being fully absorbed in me, and taking refuge in me. Many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me, and thus they all attained transcendental love for me. So here is your graduation certificate. How do you know? How can you judge whether or not your understanding of Gita and Bhagavatam are correct, the proof is that you will gradually develop transcendental love for Krishna. If you study this Bhagavad Gita and if you dive into Srimad Bhagavatam, little by little, you should notice your attachment your affection, your love for Krishna is starting to grow. And you will actually experience that. In chapter 9, again, one of the most important verses in the Bhagavad Gita, in the second verse, Pratyakshavagamam dharmyam. Pratyakshavagamam. You will directly perceive the results. Just like when you are hungry and you eat nice, uh, let's say you eat some nice um, dal puri. So as you eat, mm, or maybe you like samosa, or maybe you like idli, idli sambar. So as you are eating, you are tasting and you are feeling, ah, this is very nice. And then you know when you are full. I've been to so many homes, so many programs, and they always feed me up to the neck. They keep coming, Prabhuji, eat more, Prabhuji, eat more. At a certain, I go, no, no more, I'm full, I can't eat anymore. Still they're coming. Oh, Prabhu, you didn't have any sweets. But you just filled me up with everything else. That's what Indian people do. They feed you up to the neck. But only I know when I'm full. Pratyakshabhagamam. So this developing love for Krishna, you will perceive it. Others may not, but you'll know. You will know. So, the three things in order to become Krishna conscious, freed from material attachment, freed from fear and anger. Bajahure mana, srinananana, abhai charanada, bindare. How do you become fearless? Fix your mind on Krishna. Next point. It's not that this is something new. Krishna is pointing out many people in the past have achieved love of Godhead simply by understanding me, 
Many. Bhagavatam is full of so many examples. Now comes another famous verse. Perhaps a lot of you know this verse. Yeyatamang prapadyante tangstataiva bhajamyaham mamavartmanu vartante manusha paratasarabhashaha As all surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. Everyone follows my path in all respects, O son of Pritta. So the philosophy behind this is Sarva Karana Karanam. Krishna is the cause of all other subsequent causes. So everybody is on the same path, the path that Krishna has created in this material world. And what is the the thing that determines success or failure? Surrender to Krishna. Proportionately you surrender to Krishna, Krishna rewards you. You go against Krishna, you defy Krishna, you do things independent of Krishna, you'll not be rewarded. But if you surrender little by little, Krishna will reciprocate. In my life, I have seen it time after time after time after time. Today, I spent several hours chanting, listening to Prabhupada sing, and studying Srimad Bhagavatam. Practically the whole day I spent like that. Now I'm fired up. I have so much energy. I'm, I can feel the Shakti that comes from spending quality time. So Krishna is saying, as you surrender, now let me tell you something very interesting about this verse. So this verse that I just explained is universal. It always is true, past, present, and future. It's a universal law. There's only one group of people that this verse does not apply to. The gopis. In the night of the rasa dance, when Krishna left the gopis, and the gopis were searching for Krishna, and the gopis were crying, and they sang the famous Gopi Gita chapter in the 10th canto. And when Krishna saw that even though he left them, they did not leave Krishna, they stayed. Krishna became so much affected. So he returned to the gopis. And Krishna admitted, your devotion is so great, I am unable to repay you for your selfless service. So this verse of Bhagavad Gita does not exist for the gopis. As Krishna himself admitted, I cannot look. He says, as you surrender, I reward. But Krishna told the gopis, even in a lifetime of Brahma, I can't reward you for your pure, loving, selfless surrender. 
Let's keep going. Next verse. Kang Shantakarmanang Siddhing Yajanta Ihadevata Shipranghi Manushe Loke Siddhir Bhavati Karmaja Ordinary men in this world desire success in material fruitive activities and therefore they worship the demigods. Of course, quickly men get results from fruitive work in this world. So here's another axiomatic truth of Bhagavad Gita. In pursuit of material desires, pious people, they worship the various demigods. And if they do the procedures properly, then they will get the result. Text number 13. Chaturavanyang mayasristang gunakarma bibagasha tasyakattaram apimang vidyakattaram avyayam. According to the three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance, and the work associated with them, the four divisions of human society are created by me. And although I am the creator of this system, you should know that I am yet the non-doer being unchangeable. So here Krishna is referring to the setup. It's part and parcel of material existence. We find in this world different kinds of people. Not everyone is the same. Some people, they are in the category of Brahmana. And we're not talking about birth. We're talking about symptoms of activity. The best way I can explain it. Let's say, like, I'll give you my father when he was alive. He was a car mechanic. He knew everything about automobiles. Now, I'm his son. <laughs> but I don't know anything about automobiles other than I got to go to the shop and have them fix it. But my father did all of his own auto work. Whenever there was something wrong with the car, he knew what to do. But because I'm his son, does that automatically make me a car mechanic? No. So in the same way, I may be born the son of a Brahmana, but if I'm not trained and if I don't act like it, then I'm not a Brahmana. That's what we're talking about. The ideal so-called caste system is not based on birth. It's based on training and it's based on activity. If you act, and later on in chapter 18, we will find the verse, Shamodama tapakshotyam, kshantir arjavam evaja, jnanam vijnanam astikyam, brahmakarma. Krishna says, brahmakarma. This is how the brahmana acts. He doesn't say brahmajanma. No. This is how a Brahmana acts. This is how a Kshatriya acts. 
This is how a Vaishya acts. This is how a Shudra acts. Has nothing to do with birth. Everything is dependent on training and your personal uh, actions. So these divisions of human society, these are natural. So we see people are inclined differently. Some people are inclined to the Brahminical way of life. Some people are inclined to the Kshatriya spirit. Some people are inclined to the Vaishya. Right? What else? What's a Vaishya? Krishigo Raksha Banijam. Vaishyas, what is their, their inclination? Take care of cows, do business, do train, um, money, make money. That's their, you could say their nature. They're automatically inclined to that. Some people are inclined to philosophy and study and cleanliness, the Brahminical qualities. And some people by their nature, they are satisfied just getting a job and serving others. So you will see these divisions are there naturally. So Krishna said, I created that, but I have no uh, effect. People make their own decisions and then they get the results thereof. Next verse. Namang karmani limpanti name karma falespriha itimangyo bijanati karma birnasa padyate Krishna says, there's no work that affects me, nor do I aspire for the fruits of action. One who understands this truth about me also does not become entangled in the fruitive reactions of work. So here's another aspect, how to understand Krishna. Krishna can do anything and nothing will affect him. In the Ishopanishad, there is this phrase. Apapa, was that? I can't remember the, the Sanskrit. But it says that Krishna is antiseptic and prophylactic. Krishna is antiseptic, meaning anything that comes in contact with Krishna becomes purified. We see so many demons were killed by Krishna and they became blessed. Putana, the first demon, a woman. Ah, this proves the point. Normally it is a sin in Vedic culture to kill a woman. You don't kill a woman. But in the case of Ram and Krishna, the first demons they killed were women. Ram killed Tadaka. And Krishna killed Putana. But they didn't get any sinful reaction. Why? Because the sun, the sun planet is all powerful. The sun can uh, purify a filthy place. But because the sun is so powerful, nothing affects the sun. Another example, Lord Shiva. He swallowed an ocean of poison. 
We take one drop of poison, done. But Lord Shiva is so powerful, he swallowed an ocean of poison, and all he got was three lines on his neck. He's all-powerful. So Krishna is saying, no work affects me. So in the case of Putana, even though it is a violation of the Vedas, Krishna did not get any reaction. And not only that, when they chopped up the dead body of Putana and they were using it as firewood, it was giving off a very nice aroma. And why was it? Because Putana was so sinful. She was so sinful. She had killed so many babies. But because she came in contact with Krishna, her body became purified, and Krishna gave her a place in his abode. Ah, that's Krishna. Even though she came to kill him, he killed her and then gave her a place in his abode. So nothing affects Krishna, no matter what he does. We do things, we get affected. If you come in contact with somebody who has the COVID-19, you will get affected. So in the same way, Krishna can come into contact with anything, nothing affects him. Then the next thing, Krishna does not aspire for anything. Why? This we will learn in the section of the Rasa Lila. Krishna is Atma Ram, self-satisfied. That's the stage we would like to be in. Self-satisfied. Atma Kam. Anything Krishna wants, immediately materializes. Right now, I'm very hungry. I've been fasting for several hours. After the program, I will honor Prashad. But my wife has to cook it. But if I was Krishna, I would simply have to think it. Boom. It materializes. Wow. Can you imagine having that perfection? You simply think it. There it is. Ah. That's God. That's Krishna. Krishna does not become entangled in the fruitive reactions of work. We do, but not Krishna. He can do anything and everything, and he's always carefree, scot-free. Nothing affects him. Evam gyatva kritang karma puvair api mimukshabi Kuru purvatarangritam. And so, all the liberated souls in ancient times acted with this understanding of my transcendental nature. That's important. Always, never forget, Krishna is always in the transcendental position. Adhok saja. He's all, even when he comes to earth, he's still not affected by the material energy. You and I are very much affected by the material energy, but not Krishna. 
even when he descends, the material energy does not affect him. That's what it means, transcendental nature. Therefore, you should perform your duty following in their footsteps. So we follow the example of the previous Acharyas, devotees. That's why we study Srimad Bhagavatam. Because there is case after case after case of successful transcendental personalities. For instance, the Bhagavatam first canto opens with the narration of Narada instructing Vyasadeva how to compile Bhagavatam. We hear about what happened after the battle of Kurikshetra. Then we also later as we go through Bhagavatam, there is the narration of Dhruva Maharaj, how he achieved perfection, and Chitraketu, and Prahlad, and Pritu, and the four Kumaras. Chapter after chapter of examples of personalities who have achieved perfection by following this transcendental knowledge. So before we do questions and answers, we will chant the Nishringa prayers so that you're all protected from COVID-19. Namaste Narasimhaya Namaste Narasimhaya Namaste Narasimhaya Prakhlada Klada Dayane Prakhlada Klada Dayane Hiranya Kashi Purvaksha Shila Tangana Kalaye Ito Nasinga Parato Nasinga Yato Yato Yamitato Nasinga Bahi Nursinga Rinae Nasringa Nursing Hamadim Sharanam Prapaji Nursing Hamadim Sharanam Prapaji Nursing Hamadim Sharanam Prapaji Bakada Kamala Vare Nakam Adbuta Sringam Dalita Hiranyakashipu Tanu Bringam Keshavadrita Narahadi Ruba Jaya Jagadisha Hare Jaya Jagadisha Hare 
जय जगदीश हरे केशव द्वीत नर हरि जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश जय जगदीश जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश हरे जय जगदीश हरे जहाँ विष्णुपाद परमंस परिव्राज कचार वेदांत स्वामी शिवा प्रभुपाद की जाए अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जाए नामाचार्य हरिदास ठाकुर की जाए प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गिदाधार शिवा सारी गोर भक्त वृंद की जाए श्री श्री राधा कृष्णा गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंद राधकुंद गिरि गोवर्धान की जाए वृंदावन धाम की जाए नवद्वीप धाम की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी महारानी की जाए यमुना देवी की जाए गंगा देवी की जाए श्यामेता भक्त वृंद की जाए गोवा प्रेम नंदे ऑल ग्लोरीज टू दी भगवद गीता डिबोटीज ऑफ कलोन All glories to the Bhagavad Gita of our Cologne group. All glories to the Bhagavad Gita devotees of our group. 